When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wondering what's next in your business or personal life? Welcome to Success to Significance, Life After Breaking Through Glass Ceilings, a podcast dedicated to helping you with all of life's challenges, discoveries, and opportunities. Whether you're seeking a new career, retirement, or simply wanting to make an impact in your community or the world, join Jen Duplessis and her guests as they explore how to start, what to do when you're in the thick of a change or growth, and how to leave a mark in this world after breaking through your next achievement. You are moments away from the aha you've been seeking. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Success to Significance, Life After Breaking Through Glass Ceilings. I'm your host, Jen Duplessis. And today, I have a guest that I have just been waiting like crazy to get her on the show. And we've had so many conflicts, so almost six months of it. And that is Deborah Kazowski. And so I want to say welcome to our show, Deborah. How are you today? I'm fabulous. Thank you so much for having me, Jen. Of course, of course. I'm so excited. Well, let me take this opportunity to introduce you um, to everyone who's listening in. And um, and I'll just read your formal bio and then we'll go from there. Um, Deborah is um, the hostess of the podcast, The Millionaire Women, uh, Woman Show, which I've been on. I don't know if we're released yet or not, but you'll yeah, definitely want to go over and do it. did end of December. Okay, great. Yeah, awesome. I can't remember. Isn't that terrible? <laughs> she is committed to enriching the leadership potential of her countless clients, essentially guiding them to go within to capitalize on their true personal power so they can achieve the measurable success they desire in their business and life which I absolutely love because it's so in line with what I do. She is a three-time international best-selling author. She is a certified executive coach. And she is a world-class trainer and consultant uh, focused on helping aspiring business owners and solopreneurs develop the winning success habits that transform human potential into sustainable profits. So there you go. Um, so again, welcome, welcome to our show, Deborah. You know, as you and I were uh, talking and communicating back via, back and forth via email, one of the things that I was really excited to talk to you about, uh, because this podcast is about transformation and making that shift in your life, is talking to you about your story and how you made the shift that you made many years ago into coaching. So tell us a little bit about you and how you got into what you're doing now. Yeah, thank you so much. So those transformations, those transition points, they happen at different points and more consistently and more frequently. And my biggest transition was in 2014 when I had an opportunity through my workplace to actually go and get certified as a coach. I had been running, you know, my side hustle business and, you know, without a certification, I was helping people get results and people would come and ask those questions. And I was like, you know what, this is very interesting, this coaching. And I was just introduced to networking. And I remember sitting at, it was an e-women network event Mm. and a friend had 
asked me to come with her and I was listening and I didn't realize it was Sandra Yancey at the time, the CEO. And when I was sitting there, she was talking about this little engine that could. And as I listened to her like, and watching everybody interact and talk about business, I was like, I need some of this. I need to be a part of this world. It was so intriguing and just the strategy and the planning and people just being so fulfilled in what they were doing. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. So I thought about the ways that I could do that. But there was all these little events that led to that. So there was that event. And then I was sitting at a real estate seminar and my husband had known the person presenting and I was listening to him and watching everybody around him mesmerized with his message. So during the break, I went up to him and I said, hey, I'd love to pick your brain to learn how to be a speaker like this. And he goes, that's great, Deb. No problem. Let's chat after the break. After the break, he pulled me up in front of those 200 people. Oh, <laughs> he asked me, yeah, he asked me what I did wrong. And I'm sure I was 50 shades of red. <laughs> and he said, you know, he used me as a teaching moment, although it was a harsh one for me. It was about that we don't go to get something from someone else without having some type of exchange. It would be, you know, a lot more appropriate for me to take him out for a meal, take him out for a coffee. So there's some reciprocity or volunteer for one of his events to really learn what I wanted to learn. And yeah. even though that was a harsh, very quick learning, which I learned very immediately on the spot, I had a number of people come up to me after to give me the resources that I needed. And awesome. it's even though it spotlighted and made me feel like embarrassed in the moment, it turned into a beautiful turning point. So then I had gone to another conference and this lady came up to me and I had developed a product because I was listening to one of, um, at this real estate event, this other speaker. And I went up and I said, I can do this. And he looks at me, he goes, quit over analyzing things, Deb, and just get started. I'm willing to mentor you. And that was my first experience with mentorship. And I said, you know, maybe write a book. I didn't even know where that even came from because it wasn't in my plans. Right. And uh, I had a one phone call with him and he said, you know what, Deb, I want you to interview nine women. And when you come to my event in Vancouver, you're going to present in front of the group your new product or as far as you've gotten. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've never done something like this before. So stepping out of that comfort zone Mm -hmm. And then started developing a coaching practice after that. And it's really, and then when I had the opportunity to get the certification, I thought, well, why not? This just makes everything more real. And for those organizations and leadership that are looking for that you are certified through, you know, with internet, I'm through the International Coach Federation, that they have a sense of security because there's a guideline and ethics followed. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Sorry. You know, and I think sometimes that's what exactly what happens because, as you know, I'm a speaker as well. And, you know, is that you just sort of stumble into that. And then, you know, the passion starts developing. If, you know, and I know people that have stumbled into that and it's not passion for them. And they've said, no, no, I don't want to do that. I thought I did, but I don't want to do that. And I think that when it does, when you do stumble into something that is passionate for you, then it leads to other things. So when we talk about the, you know, the life after breaking through the glass ceiling and things, 
What are you doing to help people break through their glass ceilings? Because I know that you work a lot in um, self-awareness. That's one area, but I don't want to go down that road if that's not something you want to do specifically. But for those that are listening today, is a lot of people are in that position where they have you know, a corporate job and they are thinking about or in the midst of or have just made that transition into the impact they want to make in life and in other people you know, through significance. So what are some things that you could be sharing with us about what you do to help them get through this process? So one of the things I'd like to do first off is find out where they're at and what is the vision that they see for themselves. Often people don't take the time to really figure out what that is. I remember one uh, lady that I was working with, we sat down at a coffee shop and she's like, I don't know what I want. I know I'm stuck. So I start with a simple exercise of what do you want? And repeat that every two to three minutes for you know 10 to 15 minutes until finally she dropped her pen and said, this is what I want. I just want to go to Jamaica. I said, okay. You know, and we also go through the list to see what other priorities come up for her. But this was really significant to her. And I said, do you know how much Jamaica costs? She goes, no, I have no idea. And this is the thing that I find is universal, is people see their dreams as unattainable. And they haven't even researched it because they've already discounted themselves from achieving that. Hmm. Yeah. So one of the things is to really question those beliefs and thoughts and where they came from. Yeah. We got to start there. Yeah. Go ahead. We got to start there because when you feel a certain way about something, your thought, it's going to dictate the actions and behaviors that you have moving forward. So the cool thing was, I said to her, so you're going to, you know, we think it's a big thing that we need to do, a big action. But is it an email? Is it a phone call? Is it, you know, connecting with someone who's maybe been to Jamaica? So within a week's time, she had messaged me and said she looked into the cost. And a year later, she was actually married in Jamaica. Oh, wow. So it was really cool to watch when you really get focused in and dialed in as to what it is that you want. And also question, what, are the, what belief I have around achieving this? Yeah. And you know, it's funny, we hear about this all the time. I, I know someone just, you know, recently, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing everything, you know, said that we have this tendency to say, you know, I wish I had a million dollars in the bank instead of, I wonder what it would be like to have a million dollars in the bank. And that to me is very unique and very different in an approach. And so I think that that's something that, you know, people could look at too is, you know, to step back just a little bit. So I know one of the things that you do is help people who are stuck like she was, right? Mm -hmm. And so what are some things that people can be doing to get out of being stuck? Um, And and I love that you said that you keep asking her, what do you want? Because I know that you love the notebook. I reference that book a lot. uh, I mean, that movie quite a bit. Uh, because I love that scene where he goes, what do you want, woman? What do you want? <laughs> and I say that a lot when I'm talking on stage. I, you know, when I'm saying that to people, it's like, what do you want? And so I get that. Uh, so definitely starting with what you want. But what are some other things to get people unstuck from, you know, their own limiting beliefs that are preventing them to get to where they want to go? So often those limiting beliefs are fear-based. Mm-hmm. And what I encourage people to do is, First of all, you got to look at if I acted as, act as if, I want you to act as is. Hmm, Just okay. like when you said, 
that you have the money in the bank already. So if I act as is, if I'm already that person, if I'm already, let's say, let's use an example as, you know, the real estate broker or, you know, the speaker on stage, Mm -hmm. what would that person act like? How, what would they need to have? Who would they need to be? And what would they need to do in their daily actions to be that person? The thing is, people looked at act as if it may happen. Mm. So when they're in that if phase, they have that part of doubt. They have that little piece of fear. And or that they're not really on the hook. They're not really on the hook for it because it's not real. Yeah. Right. Because, ah, uh, you know what? It's never going to happen for me. Mm. They just mm. have this little subtlety in their language. Mm-hmm. And I, I can tell that in the hesitation when they share their dreams with me. So when I can get them to say and break down, what do you think that they needed to do to be that person of excellence? You know, they'll say, well, they'll have to practice daily or they'll have to research these things and Mm. they need to dress nice. So suddenly we have a discussion about what standard are you willing to increase yourself to? And have you been living or settling for a lower standard for yourself because you're worried about the work, the effort involved? or you think you don't have the resources. And the thing is, Jen, we don't have to all have the same resources to be successful. We never were meant to have all the resources, but we can rent things, we can barter, we can borrow, you know, we can do short-term, you know, consignment type things. There's so many things that we can do, but people get caught up in, oh, I don't have enough time, I don't have enough money. Yet, if they went around their house, I guarantee that there's something that they would sell because they no longer use. Right, right, right. But it's taking that action, you know, which mm-hmm. that limiting belief is become, becomes that wall and yes. they can't see it, right? And, it, and it's a solid wall, not a chain link fence. Right? They can't yes. see through it. Yeah. And, so and it's only the through action, right? Yeah. It's only through action that, and this is, take a safe first step. What do you think that person has to do to be who they are? You can act as is that you already are. And you will, when you put yourself in that mindset, you start behaving and acting differently. You start making different choices. Because it could be like Jen, they would say, so I wonder what Jen would do in this situation, right? And then they start making different decisions. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and even the dressing part, I know it's funny you say that because I, you know, I'm, I, my, for some reason, my daughter, she talks about it all the time. She's 32. And she says, you know, mom, I always remember what you used to say. And I don't remember saying this all the time, but she said, you know, dress for the position you want, not the position you have. And she's constantly saying that. And, you know, so what we're talking about here is, yeah, that's one component of it, but more likely given the fact of the people that are probably listening to this, it's more about acting as is. And it is, you know, that the, the detail, you know, of what you're wearing. But I love that. I love that, you know, I've never heard anybody say that act as is versus as if, you know, things were happening. And I think that is very key and different. So tell us a little bit about your book. You have a book called Let's Be Curious. And how do you utilize your book in your coaching? So one of the things with as you know, with being a coach is asking powerful questions, coming along and being the thinking partner with the person that you're working with. So my book is called Let's Be Curious. 
how to ask the right questions, get better answers so you can create what you want. But what I find is people are scared to ask questions. Hmm. So I like to tap into that and find out what those dreams are, what fears that they have been having holding them back. And one of the things is that we start questioning where that self-limiting belief came from. Mm-hmm. You know, as kids, we used to ask why, why, why all the time. <laughs> right. And then at some point, someone shut us down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So then what we want to do is being able to open up the dialogue and realizing that if you don't ask, the answer is already no before you even ask because you haven't opened up the options. You haven't opened yeah. up opportunity for someone to give you a different answer. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's really powerful. And, you know, every year I have a theme, you know, for myself, um, like this year, it's simplicity is my word all year long. But a couple of years ago, my word was curious or curiosity, be curious. And it's just funny that you have that in there because it really did open up my practice. And this was before I was coaching full time, but it opened up my practice, but it also opened me up. I was amazed at the growth I had in that year because I didn't stop with just one question. I said, and then what? And I even call it the dot, dot, dot theory, (laughs) right? Where we can't end end anything with a period. We have to end it with dot, dot, dot. So that we we don't just say, how are you doing today? And someone says, good. You go, oh, good. Nice. Well, great. You know, why are you feeling that good, that well? You know, why are you feeling good today? Oh, that's neat. And then what, right? So I love that you say that it opens up those opportunities because I re- I've lived it not knowing this is what you teach, but I've actually just lived that uh, just out of the blue. You know, it happened to me and I, I'm amazed by my personal growth that, year, that particular year when I focused on other people instead of myself because that was the curiosity for me. And that curiosity is really important. In the fact, like I'm trained also in emotional intelligence mm-hmm. and also a modality called appreciative inquiry. So appreciative inquiry is a very powerful tool that not too many people are familiar with. And both are about 30 years of age in their research and best practices. But appreciative inquiry is being able to frame your questions in a positive way, expecting positive results. Mm-hmm. So often organizations, and you're probably familiar with this, Jen, and a number of your listeners, is the SWOT analysis. Yeah. We're looking yeah. at strengths, we're looking at weaknesses, we're looking at opportunities, and we're looking at threats. Right. And it's not that appreciative inquiry ignores threats and weaknesses. It's just not our focus. Yeah. So in appreciative inquiry, we use something called SOAR. So SOAR focuses on what are the strengths that we have? What are the opportunities that exist? Mm -hmm. Who do we aspire to be? And what are the results we're looking for? Oh, wow. That's cool. And it aligns with that act is is as well, that aspiration part. So when we start asking questions of who we aspire to be, let's say that we want to be, you know, strong, powerful communicators. So, and the results will be that there will not be conflict or miscommunication and looking at the strengths that we have, we can start formulating plans of putting the right people in the right place. And even as a solopreneur, it says, okay, if I aspire to be this, what are the things, steps I need to take? 
So success leaves clues all around us all the time. But it's being able to ask ourselves questions within and then start asking the questions we need outside of us to get some of the answers we need to build that foundation and to grow into who we need to be. Yeah, I absolutely love that because you're right with SWAT, you know, there's, I mean, there's emphasis on, you know, the strengths and opportunities, but a lot of emphasis on what's holding you back and why can't you. And I think when you hone in on that, it's hard to get back over to your strengths and your strengths and the opportunities because you're so worried about the challenges that you have to overcome. So, you know, I think that's very inspiring. And especially for those that are listening you know, who are fearful of taking that leap into their side gig, right, as being their full-time job because they want to make that impact on, you know, on people. And so tell me about a little bit about when someone's thinking about what fulfills them or what, you know, the significance they want to make in life or the impact they want to make on other people, how do you help people really manifest those desires? Because I I know that a lot of people, when you ask them, you know, what, uh, you know, what are your hopes and dreams or what really is your passion? (laughs) And I'm doing air quotes because I don't think a lot of people know how to derive their passion. They just know they like playing tennis or they like reading, but they don't really know how to develop their passion. So what are some of the techniques that you're giving to them and, and it sounds like it might be around in sort of surrounded in the sore part of this, you know, is, but what really truly fulfills people and how can we find that? So one of the things is exactly what you said. I, I use the sore to find out where they're at. Again, getting that baseline measurement, finding out a little bit more, interviewing them around. But I also want them to kind of map out some of the significant events that they've had in their lives. Mm. where they can identify it's and I refer to this as the golden thread of events that kind of led you to where you are today. Mm. So years ago, when I was in my coaching program, we had an exercise that we had to find our unique significance, our signature presence. And it was the first time I really thought about different events that stood out for me. And I didn't, you know, recall a lot from my childhood, but I had a significant event happen when I was about eight, nine years old, I had a, a cousin die hmm. um, in a car crash with three other people. And it was devastating to our family. And I remember that following Christmas making gift to give to my godfather, whose father of that boy was. And he was out in the cold. And my um, other uncles went to go look for him. And I would come out of the bathroom and I said, is he here yet? Is he here yet? I have this gift for him. And they're like, Deborah, now is not the time to share your gifts. Mm. And I, you know, go back and hide and wait. And then the door would open again. And I, I would, is he here? Is he here? And I get so excited. And then, of course, I did it a third time and came out. And they were very firm with me and said, Deborah's now not the time to share your gifts. So it wasn't until I was in the coaching program that I realized I had buried that down. Mm. And then I thought about different instances about why why speaking suddenly had become important to me. It's not like, you know, when I was a kid that I was like, oh, I'm going to be this and that's what I'm going to be, (laughs) right? Right? I don't think many of us end up being what we thought we were going to be because if it was, I would be a Wonder Woman and uh, that hasn't happened yet. But in the fact that I suddenly had this zest for sharing a message and I didn't even know where it came from. 
But as I started thinking about what are these significant events, how did I get positioned in these leadership positions? You know, in junior high and high school, I was the president of, you know, the student council. And then I found myself in different other areas. And then when I started looking at where all these things and, you know, even being in that hall that day when he pulled me up on stage in front of those 200 people, I was like, okay. Now, when I look back, I'm like, it was all leading me to where I was right now. Mm -hmm. And when I think about passion and I think about purpose, I realized that what I was burying down is indeed what my purpose was. Because I had this sense that maybe I was holding back. And yeah, I was because always... Because it wasn't time to share. Your yeah, it wasn't time. <laughs> right. Or I had accolades. I still, you know, was an achiever. But at some level, I felt that there was always something holding back. Now is not the time. What will other people say? And then I got caught up in other people's opinions and different things. Hmm. But then that burning and desire inside of me just got stronger and stronger and stronger. And I'm like, okay, this is passion. This yeah. is purpose. It yeah. feels light. It feels free. It does not feel like work. And I know I'm making a difference. And what really tied it in is about 12 years ago. And there's actually, I'm going to be going into my second TED Talk coming up here. But my TED Talk is online. Thank you. It's called Packing a Difference into a Shoebox. And my TED Talk talks about a bucket list item that I had 12 years ago about how I wanted to watch a child open my gift. And that's when it all made sense to me. Yeah. That I started this initiative and it was all because I was stopped sharing my gifts for a while. And now I want to encourage everyone to share their gifts, whether it be through a shoebox and a material thing, whether it be, you know, coaching someone, which is often seen as intangible until people start getting results. But those sharing of gifts are so important in the world. And until people step up to the plate and share those gifts, it's like we have this big puzzle in front of us and it's missing pieces. And until you do your piece, the picture in front of us doesn't form. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it, it, it's sad because your gift is something that someone else is looking for right now, you know, and I think that's, that's one of the things when I looked at it is, you know, that even though I had fear is that, you know, if I don't give this to somebody, then someone else isn't going to succeed. And I, you know, I, I have to, I have to. So if that, if that was the only thing that was going to push me, it was going to help me in that way. And I, you know, I just, I love your stories. Thank you so much for sharing them. Um, you know, I love that, that you're going to be on TEDx again. That's awesome. I, I think I'm going to be doing my first in June. I'm so excited. So we're going to talk offline a little bit. <laughs> Some tips and stuff for me. But, uh, you know, I want to say thank you so much for sharing everything today and um, ask you as we kind of, as we kind of wrap everything up here today, what um, you would like to leave everybody with, you know, in this thought process here, is there something, a quote that you would like to leave them or, you know, at the, uh, an action item for them to take right now today as they're listening to change their life? One of the most game-changing statements, books, is from the four agreements. The second yes. agreement is one that changed my life. And it really got me away from worrying about what other people were thinking. And we get easily caught up in, well, why are they doing that? Why are they ignoring me? And here's the thing. 
when you learn not to, and the second agreement is don't take anything personally, right. and it's by Don McGill Ruiz. Yeah. When you learn to stop taking what other people, they do say or be, their behavior personally, you realize that none of their actions have anything to do with you. Yeah. So whether it be positive or negative feedback or interaction, it's based on their view of the world, how they're feeling, their experiences that they've had in their life. And if something triggers them to say something to you, it's often not what you said. You might be reminding them of someone else. Yeah, I so love that. So stop talking, stop. take action and get results. Absolutely. <laughs> don't do it. take it personally. Yeah, I love that. So I know you have a gift for everyone who's listening. Can you tell us about the gift? Yes, absolutely. If you go over to my website, I have a three-part mini course. It's video format plus assignments, right. of course, to make habits stick so that you can stay focused and consistent on your game so that you can create habits and routines in place so that you can reach your goals and really get the results that you want. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for that gift. And I mean, you know, anything that we can do to consume and continue to, you know, improve our personal performance is going to be, you know, in our personal lives is going to be absolutely fantastic. So we'll make sure we have the link in the show notes for that. And uh, again, I just want to say thank you so much. And I'm going to kind of repeat everything so that everybody gets this is one, couple of action items here. Take time to think about the end, right? What are you trying to accomplish? What do you want over and over and over to act as is, not as if, right? Be sure to act as is and look to those people who, you know, are inspiring you and find out what they're doing on a daily basis. Take the first step. That is one of the things that you said is just take that first step, decide what that step's going to be. And do, you know, take some quiet time to do the golden thread method of, you know, what are some of the stories that, that, you know, have always been there that are telling you a story about, you know, seeking your passion. And if you've been someone who's always done SWAT, consider doing SOAR as well with um, strengths, opportunities, results, and aspiring, right? Aspire. And then go pick up the book for... Um, the four agreements, and I'll put a link into that here as well. So I just wanted to recap what all the wonderful things that you said and all the actionable items that people can take away from here. And obviously, if they want to do coaching with you as well, we have a link there uh, you know, in the show notes as well so they can get information from you about your coaching programs. And certainly, you're looking for speaking opportunities as well, correct? Absolutely. Awesome. Well, it has been an absolute pleasure, Deborah. Thank you so much for taking time to share with my audience on your success and how you moved into your significance as well in changing people's lives so that they can realize their dreams. And uh, I'm just so, I'm so grateful that you're in this world to help people do that. So thank you so much for joining us. And thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. All right, everybody listen. We will catch you next time. And if you haven't already, please give us a great five-star rating and write a review for us so that we can continue to move forward. And of course, as I've always said before, you know, in lots of, of other shows is if you have a topic that you'd like to have addressed, please be sure to send me an email. You can find me on, at jenduplessis.com and send me a quick email and say, you know, Jen, I'd like to have this speaker or this topic brought on and we'll be happy to do that for you. So 
We will catch you next time. And I hope that your day is prosperous and that you are inspired as a result of this episode and that you go out and get curious about your life to make an impact on everyone else's. You've been listening to Success to Significance with Jen Duplessis, the number one podcast for people wanting to give more value and make an impact. Loved this episode? Be sure to subscribe right now at www.jenduplessis.com S2S for more stories, strategies, and thoughts to help you gain significance and success. And if you like what we're doing, don't forget to give us a rating and review so we can continue to bring you the best content possible. Join us next week for another breakthrough episode. Thank you for listening.